The Rebbe says that we discussed earlier that the idea of the Baal Shem Tev was to arouse the Yisroel aspect in each and every Yid, the essence of his Neshama, similar to when you're calling someone by name, when he's in a strong state of faint, when all of the revealed koiches, when all of his outer faculties are hidden, and you need to reach down and awaken the inner and essence of the Neshama. It's understood that the whole point of awakening this person from a state of, of, of a faint is that the essence of the neshama should be working full force and not only in its place, meaning as it stands before Hashem, as each and every neshama was originally standing before the Holy King before Hashem, or as the neshama is tachas kisei akavit beneath Hashem's throne, or in lower places in a special storehouse of neshama is called guf, or even as the neshama comes down in the head and the brain of the person where the general chayis and vitality of the person is. Rather, we need that it should impact all of the ramachi vorim and that they should start having their effect, including even the lowest part of the person, even his foot, even his heel, which the obvious Rabnosan refers to as the malachamavis within the person. Since it's a place that there is no chayis, there's no vitality. So he too should be part of this complete living person, the heel should also be impacted. Similarly, in regards to the Torah of the Baal Shem Tev, that it needs to reach not only the highest level of the Yidin, Rashaychem Shivtaychem, which are similar to the head or the heart within the whole general body of Klal Yisro, which is like one body, but rather it needs to reach even the lowest levels, the woodchopper, the water carrier, which are similar to the heel of the foot. And all the way down also to the heel of all the generations, when we look at all the generations as one big body, that which we refer to as Ikvus of the Meshicha, as is evident from all of the signs which are enumerated in the Mishnah and the Beraisa, because the whole point of arousing the Etzim Anashama is that it should reach every part of the body, even the heels. And to impact it, that it too should be part of this general body of a complete person, which obviously a person cannot be complete without the heel of the foot. And not only does the heel also need, and not only that, but the heel too needs to be bishlamus, needs to be perfect. The complete way of a heel, the way a heel could be perfect, which is obviously not similar to the way it is by the head or the heart. And this is also what my father-in-law, what the Friedrich Rebbe, explains at length regarding the special quality of the foot over the head. And he brings an example from the lowest part, from the heel of the foot, that it's easier to put in the heel into boiling hot water than other parts of the body. And similarly in the Nimshal, that even the, what seems to be the Kal Shebekalim, the lowliest or most light-headed person, Yid, stands in an Isoyin, overcomes an Isoyin, not to Chas V'Sholoyim, denounce Hashem, because even though this is a year that as long as it didn't come to such an Isoyin, he seems to be standing in quite an opposite sort of mode, and nevertheless when it comes to an Isoyin, he withstands the Isoyin, if it's explained to him that this is a matter of kfira, a matter of denial and heresy, and through this he becomes the kind of heel that actually brings completion even to the head of the general body of Klal Yisroel. So in other words, we have two opposites over here. On the one hand, we're speaking about someone that's on the level of a heel. In other words, something that seems to have no chayis whatsoever. And yet it can be transformed completely to the opposite extreme because when it's connected to the whole body, not only does it reach its own potential and having its own completion as a heel, but furthermore, he even 
adds and completes something that doesn't even exist by the head. In other words, the head needs the heel over here. And sometimes the heel is the one that could complete and even um, fix up certain sicknesses that exist in the higher parts of the body in the head, as explained in Chassidus. The marshal of a person that's has some sort of sickness in his roish in his head, and he can be cured by giving some sort of medication in the heel of his foot. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we can understand the tremendous input and effort that that that's, that needs to go in and spreading chassidus to the outside, and how this is also relevant to the person's own avoid in his own Torah and mitzvahs. When a person is involved in spreading chassidus to the outside, he's not only doing a favor to himself, to, to sorry, not only doing a favor to the other person, he's not only fulfilling the tzivui of Hashem, the command of Hashem, rather, his very own state of avoidah. And his own, his own very state and all of his matters are also dependent on, on this avoida. In other words, it's negaya to his own shlemus, his own perfection. If he's the kind of person that that matters to him more than the fact that he needs to be fulfilling Hashem's rotsen. But, in other words, a person needs to understand that even for his own shleimus, it, there needs to be the shleimus of every part of the Yidden, including the hill. Because even though we're speaking about a hill, then all that even when he gets to his other the greatest shlame is the heel would never get higher than being a heel and nevertheless it's on the heel that's dependent the whole person from this we understand how much it's negay how important and relevant is relevant it is to try as hard as we can to affect even those that are on the level of a heel and it's clear that if we only put in the effort we'll be successful to, to stand up these heels of the Ikvus of the Meshich in the proper way, because this is something that's relevant to the Shleimus of all of Klal Yisroel, as it says in the Zoyer, and it's explained at length in Kabbalah, that you can't have the going out of the Galos until Motu Raglin Beraglin. In other words, you have a situation where you have to reach down, that the Shechina is coming down into the lowest level of the feet. And obviously we can't have a situation of Shechinta Begolus, so that the Shechinta should remain in Golus and the Yidin should Golus, and it should just stretch out and on and on and on. And this, we have a klal, a general rule regarding Birurim, regarding trying to deal and elevate. That you cannot have the union of a Birur if you're just going to be sitting locked up in your own place. This might be an avoid for certain select individuals, but for mo- in most cases you have to go out there and get involved. So you have to have some sort of connection with the thing you're trying to elevate. And, as mentioned earlier in the Fabreng, and you obviously have to be careful that the person, this lowly thing, shouldn't be schlepping you down, shouldn't be pulling you down. Rather, you should be elevating him up above. And Sofkal Sof, eventually there will be success when you go in order on condition that you want to be piled, that you actually want to achieve. And if that's the case, you're going to go in a way that you're not going to be going in, in, in trying to get angry at the person, and getting upset with the other person, rather you're going with the attitude that you're trying to save a Yiddish life. Based on this, we can explain what the Alter Rebbe says in Igeris HaKodesh, that the Baal Shem Toiv Zal would say is Divri Torah in Yiddish and not in Lashon Kodesh. Now, seemingly, it's not understood. If we're speaking about words of Torah, why didn't the Baal Shem Tov say them in Lashon Kodesh? Especially that as a result of saying it in Yiddish, so now certain things were misinterpreted as the Alter Rebbe, um, explains that when they wrote down the words uh, that the Baal Shem Tov originally said in Yiddish and then they, they tried to put it down into Lush and Kodesh, they didn't actually translate it accurately. And as a result of that, certain mistakes came out. If that's the case, the surprise and the wonder is even greater. Why couldn't this all be avoided by just saying the words of Torah uh, directly in Lush and Kodesh? 
But the explanation is that the job of the Baal Shem Tev and the task of the Baal Shem Tev included saying words of Torah in the spoken language. In other words, in the language that the Guf and the Nefesh Bahamas could relate to in a style that's understood even to simple people, like telling a story. And in those places to put in that precious stone of the, of the king's crown. And notwithstanding the danger of this, as said before, that maybe sometimes things won't be understood correctly and translated correctly. Nevertheless, it's all worth it in order to achieve the main point, which is saying Torah in a way that even the simplest people can understand without a need to translate it through various different interpreters and translators, rather in a direct way from the etzim of the Baal Shem Tev to the essence of the simple Yid through the intermediary, intermediary which is the Torah of the Baal Shem Tev himself. And even though this is connected to some sort of tsar, in other words, there seems to be certain problems associated with this. But with, if there's no choice, then you need to do it in this way as well. The Rebbe says you get connected with Parshas Hashavua, where it says Vayibi Shalach Parayisaam. The expression is Vayehi, and the Razal say wherever it says the word Vayehi is an expression of pain. So the question is, why is it a pain over here? Vayibi Shalach Parayisaam. What exactly is the pain associated with sending the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim? And the Rebbe says the explanation is based on what says further in the parsha. It says Paroi Hikriv, literally means Pari got close. But the Chazal say it means Hikriv. He is the one that brought the Yidden closer to Hashem. He is the one that ended up bringing Yidden closer to Hashem, and that's the Tsar. This is the pain that we need someone, such a terrible king and such a harsh king as Paroi, in order to bring Yidden closer to Hashem. However, since there was no other choice, so this is the way it's done, notwithstanding the pain and the suffering that goes along with it, and notwithstanding the fact that it might be a situation of Shaloy Lushma, nevertheless, it's all worth it for the goal of coming to Harsinai, to hear Anoichi Hashem Achedim, to receive the whole Torah, and through it, to be able to accept Hashem, as we know, that the Ebishter puts himself into his Torah, into his writing. And just like we went out of Mitzrayim, the same thing in this last Golos and the very end of the Golos. And this is that is a similar sort of situation where the Abishtah sets up a king which has a, a decrees as harsh as Hamon. Kosha Kihamon, Chof Hadimyoin means, in other words, similar to, even though, um, since it was in the, in the most horrifying way, Rachmanul Itzlan. But soif soif, but eventually this brought Yidin closer to Hashem, and now all that's needed is to awaken the Yid, and to, to, they should utilize the coil doidi doifeg that the Ebishter is knocking on our doors. And we should open all the doors, so that from the essence of the Neshama should come down to thought, speech, and action, and through that will be fulfilled.